This is Dr. Daniel Van Ingen with this week's parenting podcast. Fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? For those of you with sons who like Cobra Kai, that was for you. Fear does not exist in this dojo, dojo, does it? No, it doesn't, and not in this life either. It's time to eliminate fear. This is Dr. Van Ingen, and I'm here to talk to you about eliminating fear in your life, in your family life, and pursuing those defining moments. These are the things that we need to do with our kids. These are the things that we need to do in our own lives. First, I want to talk about phobic fears. Second, I want to talk about some uh, nasty fears. Third, I want to talk about some cognitive fears, irrational beliefs. And then I want to talk about associated anxiety, and then what we can do, a four-step approach in pursuing defining moments. So first, let's talk about phobic fears. All right, what are most people afraid of? Um, There are many things people are fearful of, but here are some of the common phobias. Uh, Social phobia, social fears, right? It's considered an anxiety disorder, excessive self-consciousness in social situations, right? Um, Then there's fear of open spaces, agoraphobia right? Fear of open spaces. Um, Then there's fear of heights, right? Then fear of flying, you know, but with more than 100,000 commercial flights around the world each day, the chances of being struck by lightning are higher than dying in a plane crash. There's fear of enclosed spaces, fear of insects, fear of snakes, right? Sinophobia, fear of dogs, fear of storms, fear of needles, right? There's lots of fears, Right, but um, see what we want to do is we want to talk about going after the fears in our life, right? There's some what I call nasty fears, and some of the nasty fears are driven by self-deception and confusion, right? Fear, nasty fears are often a result of fear control sequence, fear controls, um, and so a person has fear. See, what fear does is it drives control. There's a fear of what others think, fear as an external force. You know, like Yoda says, fear can lead to the dark side of the force. Fear in these nasty fears can lead to retribution, right? Fear can lead to punishment, wanting to make people pay. Some people live in that place where they just maintain deception and confusion. They maintain unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment. They maintain a grudge. And the control part of it is they're going to do everything that they can to, um, you know, what if people find out about this thing? And so to control their fear, they use various controls. Uh, Or the control is I'm going to make sure that people get punished. They deserve what they get, right? They're unwilling to forgive. They're unwilling to let go. And it's the resentment and the bitterness and the grudge that sort of drives them, right? It's It can be continuous harassment. It can be continuously writing excessive Yelp reviews, right? Maybe uh, at a situation where a, a uh, a boyfriend was broken up at a restaurant. He decides to write continuous Yelp reviews about the restaurant, right? Um, so continuous payback, 
Some people hold on after relationship breakups. They hold on to resentments for years, for years. And what's going on is that fear is driving the control. And retribution is the goal to make people pay. It's a fear and control sequence. This is why I call them nasty fears. The goal, though, is is to go after that in our life, to go after those fears and to be unafraid. To, To live a fearless life does involve letting go of the resentment, the bitterness, the unforgiveness, the grudges, releasing them and finding healing. I've talked to so many who held a grudge and then found significant healing. Significant healing. They were able to forgive. They were able to let go of the resentment. They were able to be free. Then there's cognitive fears. Right? Um, Again, fear does not exist in this dojo, does it? So in the life of healing, in the life, in the pathway of healing, on the journey of healing and restoration, it's eliminating fears from one's life. And so whether we're talking about the the phobic fears that I mentioned earlier or the nasty fears, this is where forgiveness and and freedom uh, can replace the resentment and the bitterness, right? Um, But then there's those cognitive fears, sometimes irrational beliefs. Um, I recently heard, you know, my uh, person tell me my girlfriend doesn't have a very close-knit family, but I was raised with one in one and, and was always taught to do whatever you could do for your family. Should I marry someone who doesn't value close family? What if I marry this person and they pull me away from my own family? You know, there's some there's some things there to process. Uh, another person recently wrote to me, I'm so afraid of being abandoned that I find it hard. I find it hard to give my girlfriend space. And um, and so it's that fear control sequence, right? Fear of being abandoned. So then invade space, smother, right? Smother out of fear of abandonment. It's that fear control sequence that is so strong in phobic fears. It's that fear control sequence we control that's so strong in those nasty fears that I described. And in these cognitive fears, in irrational beliefs, where like smothering behaviors or um, avoidance behaviors, avoiding conflict is common. 90% of men in intimate relationships avoid conflict, John Gottman calls, talks about. And he has videotaped research of conflict in couples. And so the avoidance um, as a way to control, it's that fear control sequence fear control sequence so i want to talk a little bit about anxiety and what happens with anxiety Uh, whether we're talking about phobic fears nasty fears or some of these cognitive fears you know anxiety one way to measure anxiety is on a scale of zero to ten and when anxiety goes up one of the things that happens is people magnify they magnify the problem and they tend to minimize possibilities or solutions um, because the, the problem is magnified, the worry. And often when we're talking about worry, we're talking about a negative threat, some bad outcome. 
And this is where catastrophizing happens. Catastrophizing is worst case scenario thinking. And worst case scenario thinking, if you think about the scale of anxiety, anxiety on a scale of zero to 10, when anxiety starts going up to a five, a six, or a seven, that's high anxiety. And when anxiety is high, we are susceptible to worst case scenario thinking. This is where we want to apply the four-step approach. And I want to um, talk about pursuing that defining moment, per pursuing a defining moment in your life. And I think about the four-step uh, approach here. And first, recognize. And I'm going to give you four R words. First, recognize. Recognize what's going on in my body. Recognize any anxiety Recognize any fear as an external force that may be driving a form of control that I'm doing. So first we want to recognize. Number two, our word responsibility. We want to take 100% responsibility for our life. 100% responsibility. Three is reverse. We want to reverse any sense of helplessness. See, what that fear control sequence often drives a sense of helplessness. Like, I'm on a path. I'm going to do this. This is the only way. And we get locked in. We get a tunnel vision focus, that anxiety. You know, we talked about magnifying. We talked about catastrophizing. But also tunnel vision. We get locked in the only way. This is the only way way we get locked in with tunnel vision and it's like we're focused like a laser beam and this is the only pathway because I'm locked in but that pathway may be associated with helplessness so what we want to do is reverse our helplessness empower ourselves see that there are other ways so we want to one recognize my level of stress or my level of anxiety Number two, we want to take 100% responsibility for my life, for your life. Three, we want to reverse any helplessness. And it's time for empowerment, that there are alternative approaches in this situation. And four, we want to focus on resilience. Resilience. This adversity will make me stronger. Seeing adversity is making me stronger. And this is where we want to pursue a defining moment. You know, I have a client who weighed over 360 pounds. He's now approaching, he's beneath 320 pounds, and he's on his way to 300. He's planning, when he gets below 300, he is planning a defining moment in his life. And I'm looking forward to hearing what he's going to put together. I have a client who's simply getting a tattoo with an octopus on it. Fun. So we talked about how she could go see an octopus. So I'm not sure, you know, like you can sign up for a shark attack or not, not sign up for a shark attack, sorry, a shark hunt or, you know, you you can do certain things. How, how can you go find an octopus? So maybe um, an ocean science expert that knows about this can um, provide some information. But but anyway, it's it's about establishing that defining moment and defining in eliminating the fear life in eliminating the fearful life so that fear does not exist in this life does it no it doesn't 
we want to pursue a defining life, a life that makes impact. And we want to pursue defining moments in our life as we look to live a fearless life. You know, how does this define me? So when we think about adversity, we want to first recognize to take responsibility 100%. We want to reverse any helplessness and we want to grow in our resilience. We want to see this adversity as on how it made me stronger. We don't want to see this this adversity. This adversity does not define you. What defines you is what you do right now. The champions of life, they don't make excuses. They don't blame others. They see adversity as opportunity. They see setbacks as a great comeback. Right? They set goals. They decide, commit, they follow through. They bring it. And they believe in change. The winners of life, the champions of life, believe that they themselves can change. The fearless life is living a life of change, being open to change, being about, being all in, all out for changing themselves, taking 100% responsibility and living a resilient life, not a fearful life, a fearless life. I hope this encourages you as we go out to live a fearless life. This is Dr. Daniel Vanningen with this week's parenting podcast on going after fear in our life, living a fearless life, and pursuing defining moments.